Have you been with someone that you think is a narcissist but is not willing to get diagnosed? Have you seen someone that has been in your life that you're like, I think these people have narcissistic traits. I think something's going on there, but they don't get diagnosed. They don't even go to a doctor. They don't go to a psychologist, therapist, counselor, anything like that. Oftentimes, you're dealing with a narcissist that doesn't want to get any help. See, the majority of narcissists don't think that anything's wrong with them. They think that they're perfect. A lot of times that matches up with their ego or their sense of entitlement in so many different areas. And so for a narcissist to actually go to, number one, get help, and number two, actually get a diagnosis is extremely, extremely rare. The majority of time this never happens because the narcissist doesn't want to lower themselves to actually admit or think through that they might be wrong. You see, the narcissist created a thought, a reality, an alternate reality that they're subscribed to of saying, hey, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to live. This is me being a good person. This is me being a, a good father, an excellent wife, uh, a committed wife, a committed father, whatever it might be. This is the reality that I'm subscribing to. And as a result, people start to think maybe this person is that way. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But in reality, the narcissist is just hiding. They're hiding behind the mask, behind the mask that they put up in front of everybody. And that's why a lot of times they will not go into counseling, therapy, or anything like that. See, a narcissist doesn't want to have accountability. I've said before in some of my videos, they want power, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with it. They want to be in charge of everything, but they don't want to be accountable for their actions. A narcissist isn't going to go and get diagnosed. A narcissist isn't going to go and get counseling a lot of times. Because they don't want to admit that something might actually be wrong. They don't want to have something come into their life that's actually going to impact their ego in a negative way. They don't want someone to come into life and tell them, hey, how you're acting right now is not right. How you're acting right now is not respectful or honoring or loving or whatever it might be. You see, for the most of the times, the narcissist won't go into counseling. They won't go into therapy because, number one, they don't think anything is wrong with them. That's ego, that's entitlement, that's that self-centeredness idea of like, I'm the God of my universe and nobody else can tell me what to do. So who is this person actually coming to my life and try to tell me what to do? A lot of other times, like the narcissist, when it comes to like counseling, therapy, things like that, a lot of times they think that everybody else is stupid. Like they'll think that not only you're stupid, but they also think that therapy stupid, that psychologists are stupid, that it doesn't make sense. Like, why would I go and do this? Because I know so much more than this other person anyways. Now, oftentimes you'll see this in young kids or like teenagers that think they like know it all already. That's the same idea and the mental maturity in one sense that's happening with the narcissist that brings them to a point of saying, why would I need that? Like, I already know what's wrong with me. I already know what's going on. I already know. And a lot of times they know they just don't care. The thing is, a lot of times people out there will be saying like, hey, like narcissism is such a small percentage of the population. And that's true in the fact that it's a small percentage of the population that's actually diagnosed. 
You see, the majority of the time, a narcissist isn't going to get a diagnosis. They're not going to go to counseling. They're not going to go to therapy for the purpose of bettering themselves or understanding what's actually wrong. So we're trying to put a number and a label on the amount of people that actually show up and go to and get diagnosed. When in reality, that whole aspect of narcissism has a great aversion to even going and understanding and thinking about it. Whenever my wife first called me a narcissist, I pretty much laughed it off. And I said, like, that's crazy. Like, I'm not a narcissist. I made sure that she knew that. But then I also made sure to take it a step further. I went to some of the people that I was cheating with. I went to work friends. I went to mutuals that we had. And I was like, can you believe this? Like, my wife said I was a narcissist. Like, how ridiculous is that? And I started already to fabricate a story and to convince other people to get on my side. Because the goal of that was to get people on my side so they could go back and they could tell my wife, like, he's not a narcissist. Like, what are you talking about? It would make her feel crazy. It would make her, like, think, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not this way. Maybe he's not abusive. And it would make me feel better because then I don't have to admit who I actually am. The problem is, even after having that conversation, when she called me a narcissist, and when I looked up narcissism and started going through it, I started realizing different aspects of narcissism that were in my life, that I didn't want to admit, that I didn't want to agree that, hey, I actually do this. I actually have this ego problem. I actually have this entitlement. I actually have this manipulation. All these different things that I did not want to admit to. And it took a long time of working through some of these things, thinking about them, reading different books, different self-help guides, and ultimately being with another person who had narcissistic traits. And having those reflected back at me, seeing that from that person, started opening up my eyes of, this might actually be something that I struggle with. Now to go to therapy, that's a whole other thing. From the time that she told me to actually getting to therapy, we're talking like six months to a year. Like it didn't take a short time. It took a long time to be able to do that because I didn't want to admit that. And so when people are thinking like, maybe my narcissist is this, maybe they'll get help, maybe they'll do all this, like a lot of times they're not going to because they don't want to be honest with themselves. They don't want to be honest of what they're going through. They don't want to be honest in the shit that they feel inside. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see, with the majority of narcissism, you have the underlying, the raging river going underneath the aspect of shame. Narcissists feel shame. They feel guilt. It's small. It's quick. It's minuscule. But then they have to box it up and compartmentalize and push it to someone else. Whether I box up my feelings and I shove it to the side, like deep in the warehouse of my mind so I don't have to bring it back up or I don't have to think about it. Or if I box it up and I give it to you as a gift and I project it onto you. Of this is your fault. You're the reason why I'm this way. You're the crazy one. All these different types of things. Narcissists a lot of times won't go to therapy. They won't go to counseling. They won't get diagnosed. But you might be asking, what about my narcissist? What about the one that I've been with for you know five years and he's been in therapy for two? What's going on there? Well, you see, there's also narcissists who go to therapy for manipulation. 
Sometimes it's a challenge of, can I go to this therapist? Can I work with this counselor? And can I manipulate them? Sometimes it's a high. Sometimes it's the excitement. Sometimes it's the power struggle of, am I capable of manipulating an educated person on the subject? The problem is a lot of times they can. More than often, a narcissist will be with a therapist and end up manipulating that person because they won't bring their true self to the table. This is why a lot of psychologists and counselors don't like working with narcissists because they're trained to work with the person that's in the room. The problem is when the narcissist comes in the room, they don't bring their real self. They bring their image. They bring the image that they're projecting to everybody else so that they don't have to own up to who they actually are. With that, you can't really work with someone. You can't really fix a problem if no one can be honest about what's actually going on. So there's a lot of narcissists that get into therapy for the purpose of manipulating the other person, for the purpose of manipulating the outcome. This is why a lot of times you'll have narcissists that come home from therapy and they try to explain to you why you're the toxic one, why you're the abusive one, why you're the one that's making them feel crazy, et cetera, et cetera. Because of the fact it's not because the therapist is actually saying, oh, this person's abusive, because that's not what they do. What it actually is, is the therapist being um, hoodwinked by the narcissist and thinking like, oh, like you must have a rough house. Like you must have a rough partner. Like this just must not be a good fit. Like maybe you need to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And what you'll find out is the narcissist takes their false self into counseling, into therapy, and as a result, nothing changes. It's so hard because they start to develop cognitive dissonance with you where they say, I'm going to therapy. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the things you told me. I'm trying. I'm changing. What's the problem? But in reality, when you look at it, you start to notice nothing's actually changing. Nothing's actually different than what it was two years ago. It just has counseling or therapy thrown on top. A lot of times this is why I normally counsel people not to go to couples counseling or a couple's therapy, or especially like a Christian counselor if you're dealing with someone with narcissism because they're typically uneducated in this. A lot of times even therapists in couples counseling don't even understand what narcissism is. You might think that's odd, but I know that there's multiple people that I've seen, that Lee has seen, that other coaches have seen that are therapists or psychologists already that have gotten involved in a narcissistic relationship. And you'd be thinking, these people should have caught it like right away. A lot of times they don't because the typical thing that they say is we've been taught about narcissism, but it doesn't look like this. The textbook version does not look like what it looks like in the real world. So I normally say don't go to couples therapy. Don't go to couples counseling. It has to be individual. It has to be something individual for a while that you work on separately before you ever agree to come to couples counseling because the narcissist will use this as ammo. They will use the phrases, the words, the thoughts, the, the ideas that are put forth in that moment to be able to use it back on you, to be able to turn and rage at you in the car, to yell at you back home, to stomp out of the therapy session and be able to say, see, you're the reason that I'm this way. You're the reason that I'm abusive. You're the reason that I yell at you. You're the reason, and they'll list all these different things. You're the reason why I cheat because you didn't do this, because you didn't do this. And they'll use a lot of times counselors and therapists' thoughts, opinions, and small phrases to be able to manipulate and to abuse you more. If you end up going to couples counseling with a, th with a narcissist, please be really conscious of this and please be really careful because you want to see what's going to happen. Are they going to walk out after their third session as in couples counseling? Are they going to yell at you afterwards? Are they going to flip it around and put the blame back on you? 
It's something to think about. It's something to work on identifying and understanding like, hey, if this happens, I might be working with a narcissist.